Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to episode 64 of the First Exchange podcast with me, your host, Lydia Daydal. Well, I had a fantastic guest for you this week. I'm delighted that he came in. Um, he is very important to me because he is the very first person who taught me jiu-jitsu. Um, my very first class of jiu-jitsu, he was the coach. Um, so it was really great to get him in. It was, of course, Chris Leddy, uh, jiu-jitsu black belt um, from East Coast Jiu-Jitsu Academy Bray. Uh, he came in to talk about his journey in jiu-jitsu that moved on to a very serious back injury and how he found relief or recovery, shall we say, or is still in the process of recovery through breathing and what kind of journey that has, has led him on to since then. Um, fantastic episodes, could listen to him all day. And I think, you know, if you have ever experienced pain, physical or emotional You've loved jiu-jitsu, of martial arts. This is the episode for you. So without further ado, thank you all so much for all your love every week. DMs, tweets, emails. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing the podcast. Go and enjoy episode 64 of the First Exchange podcast with Chris Leddy, a.k.a. Breathing Deadly. Chris Leddy, welcome. Lydia, thank you. I'm so happy you came in. Yeah, well, it's been nice to get... This is the first time... I was actually thinking walking down the road Yeah. that the last time I would have walked down that road was when I was probably 20 and it was a lot darker <laughs> and I had like <laughs> six cans just after getting off the bus. Honestly, that's what really? I was thinking. To seeing that spar on the corner. Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah. Because like, I lived in Bray from my hole, which is in Wicklow. Yeah. Um, And we would have went out for nights out to Dublin back when I used to drink and stuff. But other than that, I had no reason. Yeah, I was yeah. just training in Zara's for the last 10 years before that. So. Yeah, East Coast Jiu-Jitsu Academy. Yeah, exactly. I, that, that's actually, I, I never, because I'm obviously from Waterford, so I've lived here for like, what, 16 years. But I never, because when you're from Waterford, a small town, like you can just go out. You know what I mean? You could walk to town. So it's weird thinking about like, if you're like from Bray, I still kind of, I know it's Wicklow, but I consider that Dublin, even though it's absolutely not. But There's an ongoing debate there. <laughs> it depends who you're telling. It depends who you're telling. If I'm telling someone that's not from Ireland, where are you from? I say Dublin. Yeah. And then if I'm telling someone that is from Ireland, where are you from? I just say Bray. And then if they don't know where that is. The yeah. sunny seaside. Haven, sunny I'm seaside. Sure and would you, um, would you have like got the bus in and then all got a taxi oh, yeah. home? Oh yeah. 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 Expensive, a taxi home from town. One of the few regrets that I have in life is a couple of times we would have not paid for the taxi home. And that's, I've done a jump. Yeah. And I'd ne now this is a long time ago. And that's uh, like, I don't really have many things crime wise. <laughs> I don't really have many things that I think back on and I go, mm. yeah. but there was once or twice where drink induced and it was just for, it was almost, and the thing that made me think of it now is like, Jesus, that's like someone's. That's someone's like 50 quid for their bills and stuff. Yeah. Now that I have bills, yeah. getting very deep straight away here. But <laughs> that, that, that's, yeah, it's very expensive, long story short. Yeah. We used to drink, we used to have the cans on the bus. I haven't drank in the last 20 years. Well, I, I, I was talking about, about drinking. So I was about to say, I got, I'm getting how, excited. How long am I doing jiu-jitsu now? Like six, seven years. And I always knew you as someone who didn't drink. Yeah, you know, from well, I, ha I had a few. I had Back like in them for, days, for a birthday or something or something like that. Now, especially yeah, but it'd be a beer. The or only something. reason I didn't was because I had I was always training and yeah. I had training the next day, and I never liked not being able to drive home from somewhere. I hate waiting for the bus. I'm in, I'm quite impatient with many things, <laughs> and I hate. I public transport my whole life, so it's not yeah. like I'm going public transport, <laughs> but I just hate public transport. Yeah. And as soon as I got a car, I was like, "Well, now like I can't drink now." Because, yeah, of course, you know. Um, but yeah, I, 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 for, I gave up my, I stopped drinking in 2011. I got battered. I got, uh, I got, I got beaten up. Yeah. Really badly. I didn't in, know in that. Bray, yeah. Um, which is very surprising of Bray now because Bray typically wouldn't have that reputation. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> but it was kind of my own fault. There was groupy lads. I'll skim the story. It was a group yeah. of lads really young. It was near Christmas. Me and my friends were walking from my house to the seafront, from my mom's house to the seafront in Bray. Right. Walked past this big gang of lads and girls, like lots and lots and lots of them drinking cans and wine in this kind of alley that we had to walk through. Ugh. Um, and one or two of them said something and we were kind of ha 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 and we went and then someone threw a bottle as we walked past there was only three of us me and my mates um, and then there was this big gang of lads and, and ladies and they threw the bottle and we should have just kept walking the bottle missed and I had had a few beers yeah. and I was like oh, da, 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 da. and I was doing jujitsu for like two years at the time three years which is the most belt? probably yeah. but which, which no no I was the I was blue t-shirt but that's for another story <laughs> um, I probably I probably I uh, probably that's the most dangerous amount of self-defense or martial arts to know is like a year or two years worth because you think you're deadly yeah. and you think you can handle anything. And true to be told, I probably, actually, looking back now, I probably could have handled it, but I, I just didn't expect it all. Like if, if I was as rough as those lads were, it would have been fine. Mm -hmm. But I was a little bit innocent that they were actually, I was like, I'm used to being able to beat everyone up in the gym. Yeah. And I was like, these lads aren't going to try to beat me up, you know? And then you start all of a sudden, you're taking a few punches and digs mm -hmm. and, Basically, I got a really, I got like a fracture in my eye socket and wow. I had like a little problem in my eye that I still kind of have. That's, it's not serious, but the, it doesn't dilate properly. So if it's real sunny, I'm like, I'm like a vampire or something. <laughs> I can't really see. Um, but yeah, I was, I had to go to like Lachlanstown A&E. Wow. Um, and, and I had concussion and all these stuff and I had no phone battery. This is in 2010, right? So like no iPhone type of thing. It was just a little crap like little knocky thing knocky, so you yeah. couldn't no battery no nothing I was sitting there nobody knew that I was there and not that that mattered like it's not like it was dangerous or that I was going to pass away or something but nobody knew that I was there and I was just sitting there fuming at myself going mm. this whole thing could have been avoided if I didn't and then from that it wasn't it wasn't just because of that this was all kind of coincidental but right after that is when I started doing jiu-jitsu full-time, which had kind of already been decided before that. So it's not like some movie situation where I was like, right, now I'm going to... That's never going to happen to me again. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I must um, avenge them. No, but yeah, that's and that's the last schmozzle that I, that I got myself caught up in as well, outside on the streets, thankfully. It's interesting because a lot of people would start jiu-jitsu or martial arts after something like that had happened, like as in they were aware... Okay, I wasn't able to protect myself. Maybe I should mm. like start training and and have some sort of. Um, but that's really interesting. The way instantly you had that reflection of like that was my fault. Why did I do that? Oh, well, it wasn't. It was. It was their fault. It was everyone's fault. It yeah, was everyone's fault. And when it was drinks' fault, these pe these guys and girls, if they had seen me, not that I'm Brock Lesnar walking around, but this was a time where I was lifting a lot of weights. I was probably rubbish because of it, but I was lifting yeah. a lot of weights and I was big and strong. And I'm in an environment where usually in the training environment, people would know, Jesus, at the time, mm. maybe it didn't hold up for very long, they go, oh, Chris is all right. You know, Chris is tough, spar or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, I was just wouldn't have been used to people trying to have a go at me, you yeah. know. But one, speaking of the self-defense, one thing that I do say is that you have to have had that to be able to expect success in that situation again. I would say it is so, so rare that anyone's first real self, that wasn't my first now, mm -hmm. I had in school, you're getting a few scraps as well, yeah. but I would say it's so rare, let's say someone decides to go to a self-defense class because they're scared of walking home or something like that, and then touch wood, it never happens, but unluckily they get into a situation where they need it, somebody mm -hmm. attacks them, grabs, how are the chances that for your first ever time, what whatever on your first time of doing it, goes well yeah do you know um my girlfriend's training to be a secondary school teacher and she did her placement and only now four weeks into her finishing her first one with the school was she like well now i feel comfortable with the students and stuff and i was relating it back because we had that self-defense mm -hmm. conversation me and her and i said it's the exact same thing in a self-defense situation or whatever it is you have to feel comfortable or whatever mm -hmm. and, you, and you have to be comfortable doesn't mean you have to be chilled out but you have to know what's going to happen and my example was i was chilled out but yeah. I didn't know that these lads were going to start punching me and kicking mm -hmm. me in the face whereas if that happened on the way home now which I don't think it will hopefully I and this kind of might sound a bit more badass than I actually am but I now wouldn't wait for to be punched I'd either leave straight away mm -hmm. if, if it was possible which I should have done the first time or as soon as it becomes possible not to leave I should go well hang on a minute I'm actually training to do mm -hmm. this and these guys are just some 
scrotes. Like, do you know yeah, what I mean? So, absolutely. absolutely. But that was why I stopped drinking, kind of. And because absolutely feels so gross yes. the next day, don't you? What? Yes, yes, so yes, yes, sick, yes. like so sick. It, and it's actually interesting that you bring that up because um, when I started jujitsu, like I went from like the most, like the pinnacle of unhealth in all capacities, you know, um, to starting jujitsu and totally having this like, m- like you know, just like as if my I got a new, a new being. I, I was it would be the only way that I could describe it, and. To quit alcohol and quit prescription drugs and like a really bad lifestyle on healthy eating and to then go to like training five, six days a week and social aspects be like having a coffee after training or grabbing a bit of food after training and not drinking and being up seven o'clock on a Saturday morning to go training and doing a bit of yoga on a Sunday and repeating it for months on end. Like it was, I, for the first two years, I was like, I can't believe that this exists and not the whole world doesn't know about it and they don't do it. (laughs) So I quit drinking for like three years. And then slowly I started, you know, having a glass of wine with dinner and different things. I've never gone back to where I've been, thankfully. Um, And then during lockdown, I was like just at home. And I was like that thing of like, oh, I'll have a glass of wine with my dinner. And then it'd be the end of the week. I'm like, I'm drinking two bottles of wine this week. Not cool. Yeah. So I quit yeah. again after uh, Christmas and I half and drank. And now I'm like, I'll never drink again. You know, I, I mean, I, I probably will have a glass of something sometime. But it's that knowing that you're able to live life without actually having to have a pint or have a yeah, drink yeah, or have yeah, a glass yeah, of wine. Yeah. You know, it's Now, at the same time, I lost, I lost a lot of connections and I lost like lots of friends who for no other reason and it sounds too dramatic to say because we stopped drinking we stopped yeah. seeing each other because that's not that that's not well, I suppose literally that's why but yeah. it's just time and you, you know you get into other things and um lots of regrets mm-hmm. that were probably unavoidable but like there's people that I miss in my life that now I only see here and there and I yeah. And then they're starting, they're getting married and which, you know, hopefully after all this week, everyone can still be a part of. And it's not like we've completely lost touch, but yeah. it's like, Jesus, I did such a, to have stopped drinking and to do something like that, the jujitsu for like 10 years mm-hmm. um, is, uh, now, by the way, when I'm saying I'm stopping drinking, it makes me sound like I'm some sort of saint, <laughs> you know, which is, I'm laughing too, because you're saying, and loads of people have this experience is like, they're like, wow, I come down to jujitsu and uh, and I, I feel and like afterwards, like I'm going home and I'm like ordering a burger and chips and I'm sitting there. Do you know what I mean? And, and there's other All things the that you can, there's other things that you can do except drinking to pass your yes, time, of course. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. so th- there's the only reason that I stopped drinking isn't because I'm some sort of like teetotaler or I'm some sort of health freak. It's just the practicalities of the situation. Yeah. And for me, I'm someone who does everything and to, to badness in some ways to excess. If I like something, I do it. Mm-hmm. To, I do just do it loads, and I eat real fast when I'm eating, and I drink real fast when I'm drinking. And even though it's been <laughs> 15 years or not 15 I'm 32 now but Mm. it's been however long since I was hardcore going out eight cans out to town nagging on the bus (laughs) points shots however long ago since that if I went out now and everything was open I would just find myself doing that straight away yes and then I would be and I've had that experience a couple of times Mm -hmm. like since jujitsu where I've gone back out to do something like that and I've actually written myself off (laughs) But yeah, I was laughing. I was I was grinning when you were saying about that real health kick that you got from jujitsu because yeah. people would meet someone like me in the gym and they're like, "Wow, this guy is such a yeah. you know temple of <laughs> of health and stuff." And then they see me at home and I'm playing PlayStation in my pants, <laughs> you know. But yeah, but it is mad um, for those people who start jujitsu and stick at it and take it seriously to a degree. How it actually does change. Oh, so yes, much about course, them. Of course. You're of course. in one of the, you know, maybe one percent would it be that have a black belt in Ireland? Like there's definitely hmm. we're definitely under fifty, right? I don't know. I never counted. I had some weird like there would there would have been a time where based on the progression that I thought I was making in my jujitsu and based on how I was doing in competitions in Ireland and stuff, yeah. I was like, Wow, I have and this was only because this is like a headline that you would see on jujitsu mm-hmm. websites about first ten black belts in England. First ten yes. I was like, Wow, maybe I'm gonna be in like the first 
insert relevant number here yeah. but I don't know I don't, now when I actually got it I never bothered I never bothered looking it's uh, number 15 <laughs> <laughs> no I don't know I don't know but I don't know and I'll tell you what's weird about that as well which is something I'm sure that we'll talk about is that I hurt my back yeah, quite yeah, seriously of course. not yeah. because of jiu-jitsu directly necessarily and not even in jiu-jitsu but I hurt my back uh, in 2019 I've had I've always had a bit of a crap back that I had a potion of things for it to, or, and a toolbox to keep me coming back to exercise mm-hmm. and training and stuff. But in 2019, I heard it quite seriously and I haven't done jujitsu since then. So I've been a black belt for basically three years mm-hmm. and a year and a half of those years, I haven't done jujitsu. And I do feel, and I have no problem talking about it, mm. but I do feel that I've forgotten a lot, you know? Really? And yeah, yeah, because, because... I haven't forgotten fundamentals yeah. and I, it, they're not completely gone either. It's it, in the same way you pick up, uh, now I'm, I was about to use a video game reference, but let's try to be a little bit more broad. In the same way you pick up an old book, Lydia, that you, you know, you might have read when you were, you know what I mean? Uh, and you start recognising the old characters and oh, this storyline or that storyline. Like yeah. if you ask me something like that now, I might be like, oh, I forget because I haven't been involved. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, I obviously we've been locked down for so long and the gym's been closed but here's me I own a gym so in normal times you'd think I would be able to be down there and mm-hmm. training a bit anyway which I w- absolutely would be doing but yeah. with the injury it wasn't the case so not only have I not been training but I haven't been coaching mm-hmm. or anything like that um, and my focus was so 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 100 plus percent on me getting better mm-hmm. um, and me trying to research and learn as many things as I could to help my situation with mm-hmm. the back that when I hurt my back first I was like oh like it's going to be a few months this time before mm-hmm. I can do jiu-jitsu and then it was like wow it's going to be a long time before I can do jiu-jitsu and then it became not even about jiu-jitsu we were chatting before we started it was like I was actually worried about like again not even sport or exercise mm-hmm. I was like what sort of quality of life am I going to have if this is me at 30 and if this is the pain that I'm in I had a, a bulging disc which I'm sure many people have mm-hmm. with, so that's not a problem in itself I don't understand but I had a bulging disc L5 S1 which is the most one of the most common places for men especially to have mm-hmm. a bulging disc basically the lowest down part of your spine your S is your sacrum and your L is your lumbar. So okay. lowest, lowest down part of your spine. I had a disc bulge on the right side. That was, I imagine I've got, I probably got that in 2015 doing mm-hmm. a stupid deadlift. And it's because I've always had, you know, stiffness yeah. and some pains here and there. Um, but it gave me this sciatica, this leg pain, really, 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 really bad. Uh, and it just marched on and on and on. I couldn't walk. I couldn't sit down. And when I say I couldn't sit down, I didn't sit down. Like, didn't sit in a chair. I only stood or lay on my belly in, like, a cobra position because I could only extend my back. I couldn't bend over at all. I couldn't touch my toes to even... not. And I don't mean from straight. Like, I, I had problems, like, cutting my toenails. Here's me as, like, years previous, I'm... Brazilian jiu-jitsu instructor I think I'm fit people would have been coming to me asking me for fitness Mm -hmm. advice and training advice and I had a lot of my it's not ego is the wrong word but uh my self-image was like that person you know absolutely and and it didn't again because ego definitely isn't the word because it didn't knock me in an ego sense Mm -hmm. when I lost all of that but I lost all of that and I was like well what the fuck what what am I now your identity what what do I know about like I literally I don't know. I have. I've never put as much time into anything as I've put into jujitsu, and that's not because I'm some sort of studious. Mm. I was like, oh yes, jujitsu. You know, I'm really going to delve deep into this. I just liked it, Loved and it, I just yeah. went with the flow. And more importantly, I had a good relationship with my coach, my friend, and mm-hmm. our coach Dara. Mm-hmm. And probably just the fact that we were doing something together for a time where it felt kind of like cool to be, we were kind of like outliers where we're taking this kind of seriously at a stage where, Mm -hmm. and we didn't feel, it was just interesting. Like it didn't make us feel cool, but it was just an interesting thing Mm -hmm. to be a part of. So probably that ride just kept me, Mm -hmm. kept me doing it, you know? Um, But yeah, like I thought. I'm wondering, you know, when you say, you speak about like you as a person and having that sort of impulsivity and like, you know, being passionate about something and, and, you know, going from zero to a hundred, how was it, you know, 
what were the dark moments like, I suppose, in, in when your livelihood, your coaching ability, your ability to exercise, train, everything is taken from underneath you and you have this, like you're faced with, for me, the worst, uh, the worst thing I can imagine is someone, something happening to me and uh, somebody saying you'll never do xyz again that of i love that i love and uh, jiu-jitsu being one of those things um but to have that what you say that fear of will i even be able to stand up mm. you oh. know will i be able to walk oh lydia the, the crazy thing was not luckily not very many people said to me here you'll never do these things again mm-hmm. thankfully maybe that was just a network of people that and i actually didn't meet even many doctors um i actually got lucky enough to have the surgery that i had in a private hospital mm-hmm. for free because wow. it was the COVID it was when the situation there in the Irish hospitals at the time was all the private hospitals were being used by the public system. Right. I'm so clued out. I got I the benefit of it. Basically, wow. basically I got the surgery for free, right? Because I was in a private hospital as a public person and my, I didn't have life insurance. I didn't have health insurance or anything like that. I was, would have been talking. I had the money in the bank account that didn't mean I could afford it, you know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Of course. I was yeah, planning yeah. on paying for this, you know, and I ended up getting it for free. Um, Ding. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, as if like, I, I, but it was gas because that was I was like, yes, and then I was like, wait a minute, I'm absolutely fucked here. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then I was just back. There's to, no win. The pain again. Um, but I didn't. I, I met a lot of like. I wouldn't be someone to rush to the to until this. Now this has completely changed my perspective. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be someone to rush to the doctors. Yeah. about something like that I was always under the impression and this shows me this this paints me in a bad light so I don't mind saying it but I thought that doctors didn't know about the, the body in that sense mm-hmm. the, certainly the doctors that I had met I thought that you need to go to a physio for that type of thing yeah. and if you're sick you, if you're sick medically you go to the doctor yeah. and then if you're sick physically you go to this physio yeah. I saw so many different physios I spent so much money so many of them told me that it wasn't my back that I didn't have a disc issue so wow. many of them gave me these exercises that now I wouldn't touch wow. um, all through you know good kindness you know, they weren't robbing me or anything like yeah. that but um, I, I basically I always kind of thought at the start I was like yeah this is going to get better this is going to get better and the dark moments were just when it just never did and mm. just kept no like you know I yeah. was like you'd you'd wake up I, I'd have a I'd have half an hour where I'm like wow it actually feels pretty fucking good here and then half an hour later like, and can you now that you look back at that time can you see any triggers for why it got bad or times of day now, or here's here's now here's where we start getting weird right <laughs> so yeah so I I've had sore back for a long time right mm. I've had sore lower back um again the typical if I'm sure the three of us here have had sore lower backs at some yeah. stage in your life. And that's the one that I had too. The one that's stiff, it feels a bit, ah, yeah. fuck. And you see how the person's walking and you're like, yep, that's the one that <laughs> I have as well. Okay. And then yeah. you do whatever it is, a trip to the physio. He absolutely, or she absolutely gets in there and fucking sorts you out with the elbow. Mm-hmm. I, I, I saw sometimes someone who put needles in me and then electrocuted the needles yeah and then i was like and like you talk i talk about these things now as if they're crazy but these helped me you know like these things fixed me at a time Mm -hmm. but got to the stage where it never did help me right but i had i had had this ongoing injury and then when it started to get quite serious was uh, and someone who i met who i'm hopefully going to mention more than one time today who you've had on before was david mr david gray who's literally saved saved me Mm -hmm. in this sense but he I just before I had the surgery like this is nine ten months of and in the grand scheme of things nine ten months doesn't sound like too long of a time mm-hmm. but every single day of 11 out of 10 pain like a, more pain than you can imagine and not in my back like in my leg my whole leg was just indescribable um he says to me, any big stresses uh, over the past over the past two years? And I was like, no, no. David no. says this David to you. David says to me, right, this, is on yeah. a, this is on our first meeting on a Love Zoom it. call. Yeah. Any big stress over the past? And I was like, no, not particularly, to be honest. I was like, uh, I have, I've just moved into a new house with, with some mates that I like and we are enjoying our time together now. You know, I've, uh, I've run a business that at the time was, not that I'm, Elon Musk, but like I, <laughs> it's 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 supporting itself, and I enjoy it. This is I East like Coast Jiu Jitsu Bray. Yeah, yeah, yeah your gym, exactly. Yeah. I, I was teaching Jiu Jitsu classes. I like it. Yeah. I have 
a very very easy life like mm -hmm. I, I get to do some sports and i get to go to the gym and at the time this is a year of me and my brother adam were going to the gym lifting pretty serious weights every day and then going to five guys <laughs> after for burgers <laughs> every day for like a year and like this is a very happy lifestyle you yeah. know very very envious lifestyle for, for lots of people and I only was afforded that because I was absolutely slumming it for the past 10 years previous, mm -hmm. you know, teaching jiu-jitsu for, for free in many yeah. cases and stuff. Um, but yeah, David David says to me, and he stresses from the past, no, no I'm having, I have this pretty good lifestyle. And yeah. he goes, come on, have a think, have a think. And I was like, well, when my dad passed away, and then I was like, and a long-term relationship that I had with a girlfriend kind of broke up just out of nowhere. And then I was like, oh, and... A couple of weeks ago, I had to get a colonoscopy because my my dad had colon cancer yeah. and I got to 30 and they were like, OK, you need to have I had no symptoms or mm -hmm. anything, but they were like, you need to get this. And six days after I had the colonoscopy, the leg pain started. Wow. And the, the, the stress of losing my dad, which yeah. I which I dealt with, I taught. Like, if you had asked me, I wasn't bottling it up. It was mm -hmm. something that I would be talking about with friends yeah. and family. I had a network of support around me. Um, but what was crazy was a big part of that support was my girlfriend at the time. Mm -hmm. And we then broke up and I felt, oh, shit, I've lost my dad. I've lost my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. That was helping me through this. I was like, now I just feel. And the times that it gets you, and I'm sure everyone's familiar with this, is when you go to bed. Yeah. And you're by yourself in bed and you're like, oh, no, like all mm -hmm. the bad things, all the bad things. And then yeah. I go to my my fun life and I'm like, yeah, lifting weights, training, mm -hmm. beating people up down jujitsu and then into bed. Oh, the bad things again. But yeah, I had so all of these when as soon as I said them, I was like, oh, yeah. But all of these quite bad mm. and invasive and stressful things happened to me. Yeah. And then. So, yes, to answer that how, question. How did you feel when you acknowledged these things? I didn't, they're pretty, I didn't they're pretty huge, I right? Didn't, I didn't believe that that was why I had a sore back. I was like, sorry, I was like, no. Like he, One of the other things asked me, which is why I've gone on this breathing venture with the breathing deadly thing, yeah. was he was talking to me about, well, how are you breathing? And I was like, oh, what have I paid money for here? Like, <laughs> this is a Zoom session. This bloke on how are you breathing? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, man, I'm I'm in crippling pain here. Yeah. I'm about to get a surgery. I'm, and this was in, it was in right in the middle of the lockdown at the time. I got the surgery in May 2020. So for the months previous, we were in lockdown. I couldn't see a doctor. Mm -hmm. I couldn't see a physio. I felt so separated. I felt so lost. I felt like the the system all of the other patients that were seeing the doctor that I was seeing and the doctor, the surgeon that I had was fantastic. I think he did a great job, but mm -hmm. uh, all of his other patients were like old men and women. And I'm asking him, I'm like, yeah, but am I going to be able to fucking beat someone up after yeah, this? Like, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, am yeah, I going to yeah. be able to do it? And he's kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're kind of. And let me tell you, I'm, I've done what I believe to be some of the most specific and well-informed rehab for mm -hmm. my situation that I that I could ever have imagined getting. Mm -hmm. And I'm still not good. And I'm nearly a year down the line. And I'm like, well, how would I have been if I didn't find this stuff? Yeah. But anyway, I'm in this pain and this guy's asking me how am I open breathing? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like long story short, the the way the shapes that my body were taken to make a breath in and to push a breath out thousands and thousands and thousands of times a day literally challenged and changed my posture, the way that my body holds itself. Um, I was breathing, like, not not to say that I was at home going, because <laughs> I was panicked, yeah. but because I had these stressful days, particularly in bed, you're breathing faster, you're breathing shallower, I'm breathing into my chest, my every exercise I would have done in the gym, Lydia, shoulders back and down, I'm bench yeah. pressing, I'm doing chin-ups in jiu-jitsu, I'm doing lots of shoulders back and stuff like this, and I'm just opening up the front of my body, tensing the back of my body. Frustrating thing is lots of the exercises that I would have done to try to fix my problem mm. just did that too, tensed the back of my body yeah. and opened up the front of my body. Um, the best way to explain it, as you can do it as you're listening, but if you have a hand on your chest and a hand on your stomach, yeah. and you just take as big, use your nose, take as big Shane, of a get breath in. get in on this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> take as big of a breath in using your nose as you can and just mm -hmm. push it out through your nose as well. And just see, for example, if your hand on your chest feels like it's moving lots, or if your hand on your belly feels like it's moving lots, that's just an indicator visually of 
and that doesn't mean that that's the breath that came in your nose by the way that goes to your lungs but the shapes that your body make is just how you change the pressures within to facilitate drawing air into those lungs and long story short again i was just breathing into my chest and my belly again and again and again with a tight back again and again mm -hmm. and when i would have first done that test with david he would have said to me hey breathe in like that and my shoulders would have went up to my ears i would have taken a big smelly loud sniff just right and i was like was that good or was that bad <laughs> so the idea um, is to be to to breathe in in stillness no the idea is that that's it, like a good way of explaining these things simply for me i think because I've had a cool experience trying to learn and then pass this knowledge on because mm -hmm. I'm a personal trainer. I'm a qualified personal yeah. trainer and I've been a coach for many, many years, jujitsu and stuff. But I've not, I'm not a physiotherapist and I'm not a doctor and mm -hmm. I'm not expert on anything really, except, and even not jujitsu. But that's, the, that's what I believe that I know the most about jujitsu. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, I yeah. stumble across this world. So me trying to unpackage it or unpack it, whatever the word is, uh, simply has helped me a lot. But mm -hmm. It's not that it's not that you need to be still when you breathe, but it's that if when you take a breath in or when I took a breath in, mm -hmm. if the front of my body has to open up and the back of my body has to get tight every single time that I do that, well, then that's just that that, that displays a lack of variability, okay. meaning that I don't really have many options mm -hmm. elsewhere. I'm butchering all of this like this is this is as you can as you can see an area that I've spent the last year really 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 mm -hmm. seriously invested in and i still struggle to without demonstrating the exercises i still struggle to i meet someone a good friend of mine and they're like what's all this stuff that you've been doing and i'm yeah. like eh, oh it's kind of like eh, exercise <laughs> where you eh. and this is even the experience that i had doing the stuff with David. but it's like with jiu-jitsu when you try to explain jiu-jitsu to someone exactly you're it's, like, oh. it's so broad it's yeah. so broad basically what what should happen when you do that breath in yeah. is that your chest can move your belly can move but not just your chest and your belly can move if you go to the doctor now after this for a checkup the doctor's going to put the stethoscope on your back yeah to listen to your breath and that's because most of the tissue of your lungs is in your back mm -hmm. i know they check the chest too of course but if you breathe in and nothing at the back fills up in fact it gets smaller mm -hmm. well then that's just this that's, that's just a display of uh limitation mm -hmm. there like you could be trying to do all sorts of stretches to correct that uh, because that was the problem I had. That's the postural problem I had was chest and belly sticking out to me and my back was really, really tight. And the physios are acknowledging this and the doctors are acknowledging this and they're going, well, your low back is so compressed. Do these stretches, do these mm -hmm. uh, like glute exercise with a band around your knees or something. And they never said, well, actually, why is it like that? Yes. And that's that's why that's <clears throat> that was the buy in when I did the stuff with David. I, I He was talking about the breathing stuff first. And I was like, oh, my God, I I'd passed some of this stuff on to Keen Cowley, you know, Keen. Yeah. And he said to me something which I was laughing. And he's and I think I agree with him from my experience. But he was like, typically, when someone talks to you about breathing exercises, mm. it's some lad that's had a bad acid trip or something <laughs> like that. He said, Do you know, it's it's I would have experienced I would have been like, oh, some bloke talking. Mm. He's, he's also going to be talking about chakras and all of this yeah. stuff and there could be that's that's an area mm -hmm. that i just had no experience in and i considered it alternative i was this meathead like just training lifting yeah. weights and da -da 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 -da. and i just wouldn't have given in that area any time until i needed to until mm -hmm. i was like well and i was recommended david through i had exhausted like uh a ladder of okay this person okay well they sent me to this person mm -hmm. and then they sent me to this person and eventually i made it up the ladder to david which um, is wild because you know you went through all these yeah. kissed all these frogs before you kissed your prince i know yeah <laughs> i know i know it's crazy how much that i talk about I mean, so the impact that him and his training and his programs and all have had on me i haven't even met him like this is all well wow, no way wow wow, wow, wow the whole thing's been through the lockdown i've met him in the sense that we've done many zoom one-on-ones yeah. -on -ones, which is something that i wouldn't have thought was real either yeah. i would have been like ah oh, you can't be learning stuff on mm -hmm. zoom do you know yeah um well he, he is um incredible at what he does yeah and you can tell from within like 30 seconds of meeting him that he is obsessed with us and he's obsessed with the human body and how it functions and how it works and helping people mm. and he's so confident in his ability you know but what i found fascinating about and it's touching on what you're saying about the breath as well is that most of his 
um, you know, clients that will come in. Within, you know, a minute, he can see exactly that their issue is simply their breath from how they breathe. And he said that to me when he was in on, on I'm not sure what episode is. It's one of the early, early doors episodes, probably in the first 10, I think, um, of this podcast. But he had said afterwards, you know, um, just when you meet people, just take note of how they're breathing. And I'd done it for about six weeks afterwards and it was absolutely fascinating. The worst one was my dad because he smokes like a trooper. And even I noticed when my dad sends me videos of like the dogs in his back garden, it's like... You hear him, yeah. It's all through the mouth and it's all that like, you know, now that you're aware of it or that I'm aware of it and I hear him breathing like that, I'm like, fuck, I'm getting like edgy even hearing you breathe like that, you know? But something that everyone knows, I'm glad, this is actually one thing I didn't, I was planning on just coming on having the list chat, Lydia, right? So I wasn't like that I was like, right, this is what I want to say. But there is one thing that I did want to say because I was imagining that we would start to talk about the breath or something in some shape because of the the new stuff that I'm doing. There's like loads of things. There's like breath work in yoga. By the way, this is my experience. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll happily debate it with somebody if they think otherwise and I've had mm-hmm. to debate some of these things with other people as well also I'm young in this game and mm-hmm. I'm happy to learn more and stuff but there's lots of people know loads about breath now mm-hmm. because there's this bloke Wim Hof going around and then yeah. there's people doing yoga is very popular mm-hmm. and I think personally that that has done as much damage for mm-hmm. f- to me let's say that everyone was like me I think that that's what training your breath is. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I will. Oh, breath work. Chris, you're doing the breathing deadly. Oh, yeah, so am I. I'm doing Wim Hof. And I'm like, oh, it's it couldn't be more different. Mm-hmm. Like all of these different practices might talk about the length of the breath. They might talk about the pace of the breath. They might talk about doing your nose versus your mouth. They might talk about the fitness benefits of it, mm-hmm. the mindfulness, the meditative benefits of it. But I never experienced one that went here when you breathe, you shouldn't be putting it into your belly and into your, your ribs shouldn't be sticking out like that and all. Mm-hmm. It's the shapes that your body has to make. Mm-hmm. I, I'm curling my bicep here as I'm talking to you. And imagine I had to do that 15,000 times a day, every mm-hmm. single day. Some that that's something to take account of. You would yeah. like you looking at me, it's quite hard to ignore that I'm just moving <laughs> my arm loads, right? But every time you breathe in, you're you're mm-hmm. moving in a way, and it's very likely that that way isn't the ideal way mm-hmm. to do things. As we know, think about think about ten of your friends, right? And m- likely all ten of them can't, for example, touch their toes. Likely they can't. Maybe some of them can't. Maybe they can't do 10 chin-ups. Maybe they can't do a handstand. Mm -hmm. So it's common that people can't do things that we could say that they're supposed to be able to do. And through, I've done some one-on-one work through teaching. It's funny, earlier on in the thing, I'm like, yeah, I don't really know much about this. And now I'm like, by the way, I'm accepting uh, online clients. (laughs) (laughs) But I've done done a number of, I know a a little bit enough to be able to help a lot of people. To get people onto their journey. The funny thing is how little that you need to actually Mm -hmm. know to be able to impact as much. The the little bit of knowledge that I know now has helped people in similar situations to me Mm -hmm. that have seen and paid thousands and thousands and thousands of euros or dollars for people who have studied for years and years. And I'm not discounting the study in Mm -hmm. college, but I'm I'm saying that's baffling. I have basically discovered, Lydia, that not only was this breeding stuff the fix for my issue, mm-hmm. but it was the cause. And I really believe that. And I believe that, in a like, not in a airy fairy way, as in, oh, I was in a bad place mentally and that manifested as pain. No, literally the way that I was moving my body to breed mm-hmm. made my body look a certain way. And that way that my body looked made me have a sore back. And that way that my body had to go chest up and belly out, that's just tight back. Mm-hmm. And that's where my bulge was. And knowing how to, knowing that is actually quite simple. It was it was simple to me because I was involved in it on such a personal level. Like mm-hmm. I had to fix this project in my body or else I was lost, you know. Yeah. So I really, really, really had to trust it and go for it. And then when it started to work, n- not only, it's the first thing that's ever worked and it's the first thing that's ever said, this is why. Because mm. I've been, if 
you know, your dad, my dad, my uncle, someone that's in their 50s, 60s, 70s, if they have problem in the back, you'd be like, yeah, okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. But I'm doing all the things that they tell you you're supposed yeah. to do. I'm a personal trainer. I'm fit. I'm mm-hmm. eating, apart from the burgers, I'm eating <laughs> well. I'm taught I was sleeping good. I'm, I, I was in jiu-jitsu we know lots of very flexible people mm. so in jiu-jitsu i would always be like oh well chris isn't flexible right mm. but think about our 10 friends that don't do jiu-jitsu again i'm probably much more flexible than them yeah you know course. so yeah, yeah. you can forget sometimes and you we know so many people that can put a leg behind their neck yeah so then we kind of think oh jesus i'm so stiff you know yes, but i wasn't yes. like i was sporty i could have went mm-hmm. and played a game of football i was skateboarding i can dive off into the swimming pool i was doing cartwheels and warm-ups and all sorts of stuff and then bam it's gone so previously people had told me oh your glutes aren't strong enough that's why your back is like that your hip flexors are doing this that's why Mm -hmm. your back is like that and i do the exercises that they gave me and it never worked Mm -hmm. which tells me what tells me that that wasn't the fix and that wasn't the cause yeah and then i do this and it works not only really quickly but i don't know if you've seen the pictures or anything that i shared on my instagram yeah yeah, i've seen them yeah yeah what is that like incredible yeah that makes that's the most real if I had have saw something like that and I'm talking about in case you have you can go at breathing deadly on Instagram you check me out the name by the way came to me before the business (laughs) I have another business that I'd love to start is just coming up with business names because I've got so many more of those in the tank but then about that as well is I think I've kind of I've been a personal trainer and a coach for many, many years longer than I've been doing just this breathing stuff. Mm. So I kind of think I might have penciled myself into a, I might affect it there a little bit because people think that that's all that I'm doing now is Mm -hmm. just some little breathing exercise. Whereas obviously there's, to any training program, there's, you know. But I mean, the fact that you, um, you've experienced that, you have firsthand experience on what has happened to you, that gives you more, a lot more credibility, shall we say, than someone who hasn't. So someone that's just sat with a book in front of them and learned how to do something. You you, you have now got a, a key detail, which is having compassion for your client or the person who comes to you because you have an understanding yeah. of exactly what yeah. they're going through. Which is an area that I actually reached out to. There was, like, I had almost spent more time learning about my situation off people for, on YouTube. Like, yeah. there's many people... English speak and obviously are the ones that I'm going for, but in America and the UK that have had similar operations and have documented there. So I really didn't know. I was like, wow, I have to have a low back surgery mm. and I'm looking on YouTube to find out how I'm going to be in three months and how I'm going to be in six months. Yeah. And, how, and these people, some people are like, wow, I feel good. And what I know now is they might not have been as bad as me. Like, yeah. so there's some people that are like three months. I some people i'm not going to get into names and stuff but there's different and they're not even irish so it's not like someone that we know personally but there's people that are believed to be in the in the world of back pain these are like the experts in the field and stuff um and i was in contact with some of these people some paid and some unpaid mm-hmm. and they told me one of the one of them who was like a, a australian guy lead big expert in back pain and that's his whole job is talking about fixing back pain um, he was like, you get the microdisectomy, which is the surgery that I got. And he said, you'll be back on the mat in six weeks. And I was wow. like, holy fuck, six weeks, yes. So I was like, that's not that bad. Yeah. Um, and it has been nearly a year and I'm not back on the mats, wow. you know? Yeah. And I'm doing good. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it's been a year and, and I'm doing good. Because, mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy. Um, because you're, you're, and you're, you're dedicated to it. You're dedicated to your recovery. Well, I have to be because I'm like, I'm 32 and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, like I have to, ru- I had to run from that. Like mm. I, I couldn't, it's not, I didn't have little sore back. I got a back surgery. Like I have bits of my body. I have my, my left elbow. I, I don't know if you remember Vlad. Yes, Vlad I do. I, I love Vlad. There's a guy, there's a guy that trained jiu-jitsu with us. Exactly. I don't know where he is now. But a I think he went back home, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. I, where was he? I'm going to do him with this service I know, now. yeah. I'm going to say Croatia, but I don't no, think No, he wasn't Croatia. I'd love to say Latvia or something, but I might be doing him. I, Eastern European. Yes. Oh, sorry, Vlad. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Vlad. Well, actually, not sorry, because wait till you hear this, right? So, <laughs> like, this was, I was a blue belt at the time. So this yeah. must have been in 2012. I was rolling with him and I had a submission on him at Kimura. And he just did a big mad flip out. And I basically, my left arm just went like, snapped. It made this crazy noise. And I was like, oh my God. And this is what I'm talking about. I was slumming at jujitsu. I didn't have, I didn't even have money to go to the physio. Mm. So I just, just, 
ignored it and I just kept, yeah. kept training and 10 years later now like I have problems with this arm you might hear it. it's probably picked it up on the mic a few times today it goes like tsh, it snaps when um, I straighten it out sometimes so I've I'm not someone to like rush to get someone to fix me yeah. you know mm-hmm. um, but here's something that sorry go, no, you please, go what ahead. I wanted to um, to touch on is and I don't know if there's even the right answer for it but Touching on the minefield of um, suggestion when it comes to recovery, when it comes to training, nutrition, like literally in all aspects, there is an opinion everywhere. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. You should be eating this. You don't eat this. You know, uh, move this way. Don't move that way. It's, you can find like... It's dangerous. It's dangerous for every for every article, for every book, for every YouTube video that you find for someone saying yes, this is the answer. There is ten more saying absolutely, do not do this. Yeah. So how do you find your way when you were in the situation? Like, is it just a matter of trial and error, not giving up? I did things that made me worse because I thought they were going to help me, and mm-hmm. I and I spent money on things that were making me worse. Yeah. I was, I, I was. If I was, if I wasn't so active before all of this happened I wouldn't have had something to chase to get mm-hmm. back to it so I don't know if I would have had the same dedication Yeah. and I've got like my whole livelihood is built around mm-hmm. me my dad always warned me about that he said what if you break your legs when I was teaching jiu-jitsu and I was trying to now he was encouraging he was trying yeah, to get, yeah, now, he yeah. wasn't like stop doing this but he mm-hmm. was just like what if you break your leg and you can't teach jiu-jitsu again mm-hmm. and I was always like oh you should have done that yeah. you know? yeah. and I didn't break my leg so <laughs> I broke there my back go. I broke my back <laughs> Um, but like I just I just felt like I had to I just yeah. felt like I had to do it and like I said earlier that's me and I was mm. like I had to go back to to being me like I and I just like it that's what mm-hmm. I my last year has it's like I outside of the personal training sessions that I do online I just have nothing to fucking do like yeah. I don't really have any hobbies that aren't training and mm. my whole life has been that and I'll even you know I'll I'll flick up the PlayStation on, which I enjoy, and mm-hmm. I'll and I'll be half an hour into it, and I'll be like, "Oh fuck this!" Like, I mean, and yeah. I just, it's just, it's mad, like it's crazy. The uh, motivation, I don't know where I got it from. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I must have been. People always said to me, "Wow, you're doing. How did you manage to keep the head up?" And I was just like, "I don't know." Well, mm-hmm. actually, w- when my dad passed away, he had quite a late diagnosis of his cancer, mm-hmm. and he kind of was like in a bad, as in, okay it's not good news the first news he got wasn't good news mm. I was kind of like oh and then how I saw him deal with that I didn't consciously make a decision to go right well he's after doing that so I have to try to do this as well but I was like I don't have a fucking sore back mm. like he's watched and myself and you know Adam yeah, we've yeah. we a younger brother again mm. and I was like wow even for, for my dad however sore and however sad all of those things were for me and mm. for Adam and for Glenn and for the rest of our family, how sad must that have been for my dad to to see, because he had plenty of time mm. to see all of that. Go, we said we weren't going to cry at I the start. Of the, I know, I don't. I can't believe you're actually doing this <laughs> now, go on. Um, but uh, I was like, how, 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 when, when you hear about someone like that that's mm. close to you, you're like, oh my God, they have cancer. And then it, it, you're thinking... Like we get the news and we're like, oh, and you have such a bad day then because of it and such yeah. a bad week. What about them? Yeah. How much they feel, right? So I saw, I basically see my dad handling it the way that he handled it. And I was like, well, fuck, like I mm-hmm. can't. And again, I don't really think I made the conscious decision to do that. I probably looked back on myself a few months in and went, oh, maybe that's what's going on here. Mm-hmm. But I just couldn't have, if I stopped, I'd. I don't know. I'd I'd be in a wheelchair or something. Like it was bad, like bad, bad stuff. I had to. I had to keep running. It, oh, I was about to ask, how did you react in that situation? Like it is, it's fair to say that is kind of everyone's worst nightmare. Is that someone you love gets that news and? I don't know. I caught. I thought. I actually remember. So there's a place that my dad used to love going and I go there semi-regularly now still it's really nice but Avoca Handweavers in Kilmac do you know the place yes. yeah yeah. and my dad my se- my mom's house is quite near there and mm. my parents separated a long time ago and my dad lived in Merino 
And if he was ever coming out to meet us, he'd often pick us up at the house and we'd go and get lunch and we'd sit in the Volker or whatever, which happened one day. And then he gives us this news there on the day. And he told us he had bad, he was like, lads, I've got bad news. And I was like, oh, fuck, what's happened to, you know, his mom, her nana, yeah. or what's happened to da 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 And when he told us, I was kind of expecting like, boom, boom. Like he was never sick or anything yeah. like that, you know? Like he wasn't the fucking Iron Man out, but he was never sick or yeah. anything like that. And yeah, I don't really know. Like, it's sad, but I couldn't have been more sad than him, do you know? Yeah. Like I... Not that I wouldn't have allowed myself to be more sad than him, but I wasn't going to... Like, best believe there was nights where I was fucking crying. Mm. I'll tell you the hardest day was the funeral. Mm. Um, and having to... I remember having to... He worked in a life assurance company and he'd worked there for a long time and he was uh, reasonably high up in it to the point where he'd be given lots of presentations and meetings mm. across, you know, the country and stuff. And him... Uh, and lots of his close friends were from there as well and one of his friends Dermot said to me because I had to make a little speech at, yeah. the, at the funeral he said to me you have to practice that loads of times out loud because I was like I'm speaking in jiu-jitsu class all the time so I said you have to practice that loads of times out loud and me reading it to my mom I was like bawling crying reading it to my mom do you know what I mean and I was like how am I going to fucking do this on the day so I don't know it was just it's just surreal surreal yeah. like it feels it's it's mad it's mad how are you now? good like fine it mm. feels uh, again, I feel some days it hits you and you're like, whoa. Like, I, my parents separated for many, many years ago. Mm -hmm. So outside of a, a phone call, I saw my dad regularly, mm -hmm. but he was, he wouldn't have been, do you know, sometimes, and luckily I've never had this situation, but I've seen it in like movies and stuff. It's even portrayed this way sometimes that when someone in your house passes away, that like their picture goes away from the one on the wall and like their seat on the chair goes yeah. away. It feels like there's something missing in yeah. your life. Weirdly for me, it was less like that physically because I didn't live with him anyway, do mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and I and I wouldn't have seen him as regularly anyway, but, but the whole vibe of Jesus, I would have got so much advice off him. I would have got so mm. much help off him, so much financial help mm. off him at the worst time, so much like oh really really I've, I've fucked up i've made this really bad mistake when i chat to my dad about it or something mm -hmm. like that or and yeah just that that being gone or not being able to say to them guess what like if you've had good news with yes. the business or if yes. you've had you know but yeah like good some days i don't so it's not like some days are hard because it's not like mm -hmm. for, and that's that's not because i don't care but Mm -hmm. And this is why I would have thought that the stress didn't hurt my back because I was like, I'm chilling. You're okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm fine. Like I'm I'm dealing with it. I talk about them a lot as well. That's one thing that I've noticed. And I've kind of been trying to consciously show people that it's all right to do this. Mm -hmm. But I've been around people and I'll be like, oh, yeah, my dad used to do. And they'll be kind of like, well, they'll yes. be kind of awkward about me yeah. talking about it. Yeah. And I'm like, what is what's mm -hmm. so awkward about that? Why don't you? Mm -hmm. Oh, where did you hear about that band? My dad told me about them. Or, oh, I used to say about Avoca. Mm -hmm. This is where I used to come with my dad. Yeah. My dad used to support that team. Oh, I remember my dad used to always mm -hmm. say this. And I've seen eyes from people kind of yeah. going to the floor. And what they do don't you think know what that is? Is it the uncomfortableness of like that you might be upset or that you might get upset over it? Or they just everybody to say. brushes those things under the carpet. Like so it's like strange. same thing I had. Uh, there's a pro I. When I, my last ever game of professional football, right? <laughs> professional uh, schoolboy level football. Uh, I twisted my balls. quite the career, Chris. <laughs> now, I twisted my balls, Lydia, right? So, Actual yes. Now, this will make you cry. This will make you... She's laughing, she. You're not allowed to laugh, right? Your actual balls. This is a medical thing. Oh it's God. not like it's not like I just twisted them with my hands. That's like this, like a thing. You've twisted your testicles, right? So right. now we're very okay, medical I'm, today. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, basically, basically, like it's you know you can't see it from the outside. It doesn't look like it's your shoelaces are tied. Do you know? But inside something has twisted right and it's very very painful very very painful I bet. and I, I was i was playing a football match and i kind of started to slow down and i was like oh did i get like a a flick at a you know what i mean did something happen to me that i didn't notice and basically it progressed and it got worse right. and i had to go to the hospital i can't even remember why i'm telling this story now because you're just laughing so much what are you talking about now i'm talking about my balls all of a sudden <laughs> Why did we start talking about this? I think you were talking about your dad's memory and I don't know. 
don't know how we've gotten onto Twisted Balls. You were telling it because... Oh, we're the link between um, a death of a, of a family member, the awkwardness of strangers, yes, and now... Yes, thank God you remembered that. I was like, how am I talking about a pair of balls? Right, so, so, I've had a number of problems later down the years from right. that. I never got... It, luckily, it sorted itself. I had to go to hospital. Sorry, Chris, I this is very. I just have this visual of actual. <laughs> this is very serious problem. This is a very serious. Sorry, problem. sorry, no, sorry, sorry. I'm not joking to make you feel bad, but yeah, the shoelaces I, now as well. Mine to be thick shoelaces too. It'd be like a pair of boots. Um, <laughs> but, but I ba- so if that happens to you once, right? Yeah. You're basically at more risk of it happening to you right, again. Right, so right, I've right. I've had down the over the years a few reasons. To go into the mechanics, shall we say, yeah. and let the let the mechanic check the undercarriage, shall we say, <laughs> right? Yes. And that's something. Sorry, that there's no laugh there. That's actually I've fair let, play. I've let yeah. many a doctor feel my ball, yeah. and I've let many. I've let a couple of doctors even put a finger up the bum. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And Pete, that's the same thing. You get the same eyes when you talk about that stuff, and it's like yeah. what? It's like it's the same as it's just because it's like your willy or your do you know <laughs> what I mean or your boob. All of a sudden, everyone's like, oh, my God. It's true. It's, it's like, true. Well, it's the same as if it's not my fault. that Absolutely. That happened, like. Absolutely. We need to, but I still don't. Und- oh, yeah. So the link there is that it's, the, unc- it's the same it's the awkwardness. Un- awkwardness. They, right. If it was them, they, they're like, well, Jesus, I wouldn't be talking about that. Yeah. Because you know? yeah, they're yeah, not yeah. comfortable with it. And then when it's almost it almost throws them off. This isn't everyone, by the way. Mm-hmm. And funny, like I've I made it when I noticed it first was weirdly enough. At the, around the time that my dad passed away, two of my other close friends, mm. their same dads around, their same dads, <laughs> their dads too, wait a minute. Uh, they had the same illness, same time, wow. same age, same diagnosis, same stage, everything. Never met each other, you know, but wow. it's all around the same time and kind of dealing with that or chatting about that together. Mm. And me talking to them and them talking to me about it, I was like, oh, this is actually kind of fucking nice. And then yeah. when... But when you talk to someone who hasn't had that mm-hmm. loss or something, mm-hmm. they're the ones that are kind of like, oh, I don't know. And I don't know if it also makes them feel, oh, well, Jesus, I better go talk to my parents now and I better, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Because that's something that you hear regularly with that. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you see a post online or an article about someone whose parents have passed away, they say, well, make sure to call your mother yeah. tonight now or something like yeah. that, you know, but. And it is valid, but I find um, it's actually it's 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 um, I'm I'm loving that we're actually discussing this because my best friend um, just lost her dad a couple of days ago. Well, we had the funeral a couple of days ago mm. and he had a, a long battle with um, Alzheimer's. Mm. And since we kind of knew that he was at that stage, I have had an irrational fear of my dad dying. Like it, I, I've no... Like, I don't know why, you know, I don't have it with my mom, but for some reason it is my dad. And, you know, I'm like, like this panic state of like, oh God, like maybe I should this and maybe I should that and what will happen here? And just my mind running away with itself and I have to kind of go, okay, Lydia, calm down. Let's see. I hope use. he doesn't listen to the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> You'd <laughs> be grand. He's like, what? <laughs> Do you? <laughs> but it it's one of those things where I'm like you know when you do see something like that online and it, you, you know you, sh- you ring your parents ring this person tell them you love them I mean yes it's a nice concept and you should ring them at that moment and say you love them but you can't I feel that you can't live your life in that sort of state of like fear I suppose that like bad things are going to happen because it's inevitable you know yeah. we're all going to have to go through bad situations in life yeah. but there is also you know as grand after that's the other thing as well that's so even like for me and my and my two brothers i'm sure we're all it's a heavy thing to have like losing losing your parent at any time and then the age like i'm the oldest Mm -hmm. and then they're both younger than me and younger again you know so for them in a way it's maybe going to get them more because it's like i i had them for longer Mm -hmm. type of thing you know um so i would feel for them in that sense but like it's we're still fine we're still living our lives we're yeah. still making new connections we're still plowing mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. glenn is in secondary school adam's you know meeting new people where so am i we're yeah. training where you know life goes on and it's and i think that's important for 
like who the hell am I to be Dr. Phil or something here but like that's that's important to know <laughs> yeah. that is like on the, and that's important for everything is to like you have to have done it to know mm. like you have to have same as the self-defense stuff same as me talking about my girlfriend's teaching it's you, you have to have everything makes you so nervous until you've done it and then you mm. have you have to make the decision then I always had that with competing in jiu-jitsu um our coach Dara would have talked a lot about you have to think and tell yourself that you're good and you have to tell mm -hmm. positive visualization and you have yeah. that never worked for me I was I was too cynical I was always like yeah but you fucking stop tell yourself you're good when you <laughs> cop on hey, yeah. and then you go in and you're right and he's just going to beat me up I was like I can't tell mm -hmm. myself that I'm better than you and get better than you. and now I know it's not all just telling yeah. yourself but for me success or confidence always came after I did it like mm -hmm. I if I thought that I was going to win a jiu-jitsu tournament, it had been because I've already beaten up all these 10 lads, for example. Yeah. Uh, and if I want to be confident to teach a jiu-jitsu class, it's because I've already taught 50 mm -hmm. of them. Or if I want to say, hey, look, if you make that, if you have that loss in your in your life or whatever, it does get better. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and that's even with the with the breaking down of the relationship as well. Yeah. Weirdly, that almost hit me harder because the loss of the that was almost more unexpected. Mm -hmm. And that was like, wow, you're doing me now. Like you're doing me dirty yeah. like this now. Yeah. And not that that, and that's not her fault. Do you yeah. know, like you have but to look after yourself. But it's your truth, it's how you feel in that that's time. That's how I felt, exactly. Yes. I was yeah, like, yeah. oh fuck, like you're, mm -hmm. you're you're literally, and maybe this is part of the, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Jeez, I've just Dr. Failed myself. <laughs> but I was like, you're literally my crutch here. You're, yes. you're, you're a big part of the crutch in this. And I'm sure that's a heavy thing for, Imagine you going out with someone and mm. now we were reasonably long term, you know, but all of a sudden you're dealing with that mm. and all of a sudden you're in that world, you know? Yeah. Um, so, geez, I may have just solved the mystery there. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I have a few text <laughs> messages to send, Lydia. <laughs> um, I feel like I should write you a check for, for, for this knowledge you've just no, bestowed upon us. I don't know if it's us. knowledge. I don't know if it's knowledge. But, you know, we're, we're coming close to the end of, of our... Oh, my God, I sound like such a... <laughs> <laughs> like efficient. David Attenborough, so we're coming close to the end. <laughs> um, but I want, like, I'm wondering if you could give a synopsis, maybe, of all these experiences. You know, the jiu-jitsu journey, the jiu-jitsu black belts, the back injury, the finding the breath. You know, all these experiences, losing your dad, breakdown of relationships, all this. What is the lesson? If you could squeeze it all and juice it all, yeah. What is the lesson here? You have to be selfish. You have to be, and but and selfish doesn't mean bad. Mm. Do you know the way they tell you on the airplane to put your own mask on first before? I was only thinking the other day. Yes, yes, yes. You, put, that, you have to do that. Yes. And 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 I'm not someone who I've been very close to people like Dara and yep. like our other friends from East Coast and Fionn now more recently. I've been very close to people who are very very successful in their fields. And I was never. I was always just like, I liked. I like doing this, mm -hmm. you know, but I saw, well, to to do that, you have to even, I, I considered myself selfish just to be doing what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, they have another level of drive and da -da 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 to mm -hmm. achieve that. So that speaks for itself in like a competitive sense that you have yeah. to be like, again, selfish just to make it easy to say, but it's not the usual connotations of the word yeah. selfish, but you have to look after yourself. You have to make stuff about you as well. And mm -hmm. um, that's something that I would always try to tell my students if, if I was in a class, and this is this wouldn't have been me in school, but this is me now. If I was in a class and I wanted to know something, that's I'm I'm figuring it out. I don't I'm not embarrassed to ask a question. Yeah. I'm not embarrassed to have the whole thing be about me. If they want to volunteer, yeah, I'll do it because I'm going to figure something out extra yeah. more because of this. So I would like getting involved and yourself with mm -hmm. something and being selfish with because that's. That's how I made the connections. That's how I got good at jujitsu was because I just fucking hovered around Dara for like, yeah. what are those? Do you know, like the the whale, and then there's like the little fish that oh, swims yeah. behind the whale. That was literally just me. I did. Dara was doing so much study, so mm -hmm. much like he had all these different online courses. He was traveling all around the world. Mm -hmm. I was just going to training, and I was like, what was that thing? Oh yeah, I practiced that. Yeah. And I didn't do any of that. Mm -hmm. And I was just sucking it all up from him. And now more recently through meeting David, they're like my my sports dads, Dara yeah. and David mm -hmm. and the two D's. And they've never met Dan either. You know, it's the whole it's mad the fucking whole online thing. Yeah. But anyway, uh, same thing, like just I've, I've just been 
blessed to meet really, really lucky people, but then why I've been able, I, I've been blessed to meet really, really smart people, mm. but why I've been lucky enough to get something out of it is because I go, I'm pushing everyone out of the way and I'm like, this is, this is about mm. me, do you know? Yeah. And I'm not embarrassed to make it about me and I'm not embarrassed to constantly be mm. pestering someone <laughs> for, for more information and more knowledge, do you know? Um, and you have to learn about something. You can't just, mm. you have to, like you have, if something's important to you, you need to, mm -hmm. you, you need to either learn about it yourself or find the person that already knows as much about yes. it as you can, you know? Well, this, what's the guy who wrote um, How to Think how to think <laughs> how to think and grow rich that must be your chat to shame there right? <laughs> uh, how to think and grow rich. i actually know that i actually know the answer to that is uh, i have it here in my audiobook oh i don't, don't know the answer to it anymore dara loves that book but yeah, I'm, I'm after literally, to literally the only books that i've read are harry potter and that's not even a joke <laughs> and that's that's actually true and dale yeah. dale carnegie it's, no, it's napoleon napoleon Napole <laughs> Napole sorry you're right napoleon hill wrote how to think and grow rich but my, my audiobook that i'm listening to is um how to win friends and influence people and it's by dale carnegie they're kind of similar in their approaches but not quite um if it's but, not Stephen but Fry, you, you're I'm right not, I'm not, I'm not listening. It's <laughs> what a dude. Um, he always says, always be the 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 least smart of the five people in the room. Yeah. So the concept is well, that you're. <laughs> nah, that's not. Really and here works. I am, <laughs> one of three. Nah, you want to be like, you want to be the second least smart. <laughs> well, you know what you know what they're trying to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. into the room. Sorry, I just can we just line up? I'd like to know where I sit here. Well, um, I actually as well. I think I I would even just even just conversationally disagree with that because from a jujitsu perspective, I've always yeah. said it's best to be. If you're a student, you need people that can beat you up and you need people that you can beat up. Yes, and yeah, middle from, ground. From a, even just from a debating perspective, if you were in a room with five people and you're all hashing stuff out like you're talking, you want to be the mm -hmm. least smart, you, if you're the least smart in the room, you you will just take everything. Yeah. You'll be like, well, that must be fucking true. Okay, I'm just going to do that. You have to be able to yes. level up and third smartest. Mm -hmm. Third, third smartest. smartest. Okay, middle of the road. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to text your man now. <laughs> Well, I sounds think he's like well rubbish, dead. Yeah, yeah, this was written in like the 30s or something. Yeah. <laughs> From Beyond the Grave. Yeah. <laughs> Dale Carnegie. Um, Chris, thank you so much for coming in. No worries, Lydia. It was lovely to get out and about into the real world again. Absolutely. Good to see you. We haven't... I, I saw you so much for six years of my life and then that was it. I know, you yeah. know, I'll disappeared. You'll get me back. Good stuff. Um, and, oh yes, where can people find out more about Breeding Deadly? Uh, you check me out on Instagram. You check me out at Breeding Deadly. Or if you really, if you want to know more about this, you want to check out David Gray. Check out at mm -hmm. David Gray Rehab. It's Gray with an E Y because you might end up at the. Uh, <laughs> what's that? Uh, I don't even know. The, the go song. Uh, go it's a banger, though. It's a banger. So actually, either way, check them both out. Yeah. Check out both David Grays after this. <laughs> uh, but honestly, check him out. Don't mind me. You'll no, find me later on. <laughs> check out both. Check out both. Uh, but Chris, thank you so much for coming. That was a great chat I, I know yeah I enjoyed chatting with you yeah well. it was Cheers. good it was really good um, so looking forward to hearing how you get on you may yeah. have to come back again well, there you go and we, uh, we, we we track your progression yeah well yeah <laughs> give me another give me episode 160 yeah. whatever Chris hit the drink yeah, yeah. Time. Uh, thank you so much Chris no Eddie for the first exchange podcast 